You're listening to The Max with Sterling and Taylor Mack. Highly opinionated, and you just might learn something. Come on in and enjoy the listen. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a, a, a fantastic installment of To The Max. Obviously, elephant in the room that we will discuss, not like Brother Nature out there just posting pictures of animals and not talking about the fact that he tried to confront somebody at a basically like a Denny's got his behind beat. I was like, that was like a nice, it was a nice place. It was a nice place. It was. You it, was had, a, it was an upscale gourmet sandwich spot. Yes. So we've been away for a second. We've been getting things figured out. I think we have some stuff coming right direction for everybody for the new year. But in the meantime, you had Lizzo or Lizo, however you want to say it, booty cheeks out, trying to clap them at, at Staples Center. You had outrage about the Peloton commercial. Currently, you have Donald Trump going through the impeachment process. I think the vote comes to the floor tomorrow or some portion of this week. There's a lot of news stories that that we're going to hit you with. A lot of things happen. NFL football has just been Lamar Jackson. That's literally it's it's just Lamar Jackson. You say it that way. Patriots have uh, Spygate 2.0 in a sense. What else can we catch back up on so we can get everybody rolling? Uh, this just just in general, you have outrage left, outrage right, and then you know what we do here to the max. We come right down the middle with y'all because that's what we do. We make sense in a in a very uncommon world. We have the common sense for an uncommon world. Sterling, how you doing? Doing good, man. Good to uh, good to be here. Good to good to be hanging out. It is. So I I did want to jump on, and then well, that'll it'll segue us into um kind of our first topic. So we're 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 gonna keep it. We we're gonna go down a little route people aren't normally used to. If you want to just fast forward and look at the time script and just go to sports, if you want to do that. But if you want some some genuine nuanced takes about everything that is happening in the world today. Take this ride with us. Take this journey. Buckle buckle your seat belt a little tighter as you're driving. Get more comfortable in your seat in the office or or wherever you're at because you know you're about to go on this ride with us, but it's going to be good. You're going At the end of the day, you're going to sit there and just be like, you know what? Sterling and Taylor just made a lot of sense. Them brothers need to be running for something because – Boy, did they just make some sense about a lot of things. But the first thing I got to talk about was the outrage that everybody was having over the Peloton commercial. I don't know if you saw this. This is like a week I, ago, like a week and a half ago. I did. What What did you not like about the Peloton outrage? Everything. What was the outrage about it? I have I have zero clue. I, they're, so they're saying... That you're, you know, it's a, a man bought a workout bike in, in implying mm. that she needs to work out, and be fit, or this is, it, this is, there were, uh, there was a lot of filling in the gaps for what was never said in this commercial, which is happening a lot. But mm. a man buys a woman a workout, a piece of workout equipment, obviously, obviously, quote, air quotes, insinuates that her physical appearance isn't good enough. She needs to be doing more. This is 2019. Why are we putting those standards onto women? Mm-hmm. 
There is one key thing. Only unless if I'm missing this part in the in the commercial. She said, "Oh, thank you for getting me what I wanted," or like, "Thank you for getting me what I've been asking for," which was a Peloton bike. And if you drop in three k for a Peloton bike, do you think you're really concerned with, about with what? Do you do you think she, do you think it's really concerning about? Yeah, he's dropping money. You might ride the Peloton bike once or twice a year. But he's dropping three k or five k for a bike. You like that? Yeah, he's 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 got he's gonna spoil. Yeah, but we can spoil each other both ways. But there's we got he he out here dropping just just loads of cash, or she dropping loads of cash. If we want to do this on the reverse, is she buying a bike for him? I don't see what the outrage was. She I, I I'm pretty sure she said thank you for like I wanted thank you for the bike I wanted. And then I think the only thing out. I, I didn't. I, and don't quote me here. At the end of the commercial, right? You see, you finally see the guy, and he's like overweight, sitting on the couch, right? I think that was my only thing. It was like, well, why does he not use the? It because it insinuated that it was like Pelotoners for like, you know, these attractive working mothers, and you know, their husbands want them to stay fit. That's kind of what it implied. Not that yeah. I really care like what they were trying to imply. Have you, seen a lot of, have you seen a lot of relationships out there where somebody big as hell and then they was somebody that's super skinny and you like, how did this happen? That's it. That, that commercial was just the accurate depiction of, of society. I think that's the only thing. If, if the dude had been more in shape, I think people wouldn't have cared. I, and I, I need to watch it again, maybe. But like, we just, I, I just remember like they then panning to him on the couch, and I was like, oh, maybe they could have got a different actor. We just went, then it, yeah, sorry. Everyone wanted to what everyone's been trying to say, right? Didn't we just go through like an entire phase two years ago or uh, three years ago where like dad bods is the new thing? Look, it's good to be with a dad bod because dad bod means there's no pressure on you. You can be whoever you want because dad bods are dad bods. We love all the dad bods out there. Then you see a dad bod show up on the Peloton commercial. Now everybody want to be mad. I'm just saying, you can't have your cake eat it too. Which way are we going to be leaning when it comes to how we want to have this directed outrage on, on issues? Dad bod was just a thing. I you I ain't gonna try and go that route. Nah, I, that ain't me. But that was like a 2017 thing. What does that have to do with anything? I'm saying things things come and go. That's my point. Things do come and go, but then Twitter will pull up something that you said from 2009, and all of a sudden it's relevant. So I'm just saying, where what, what I'm confused. Oh, I mean, Oprah, people. The Oprah, outrage... need to keep, Oprah need to keep this the, the way because I'm confused. <laughs> Shout out to the, the outrage. I had to had to paraphrase on that wrong. The outrage was ridiculous, right? The fact that, yeah, people were just like up in arms about the commercial. I mean, it's a commercial, right? At the end of the day, I'm trying to sell, right. they're trying to sell more bikes. Right, it's just Christmas season. It's the best time of the right. year. Right, right. Uh, no, it's just it, you had that. Then you then you had. Um, uh, I obviously water cooler talk last week was the uh, Lizzo Lizzo at. You know the Lakers. Can we talk about Lizzo? Can we talk about Lizzo? And then you saw her video the other night, last night. It's what happened last night. Oh, I missed that. Lizzo was like just singing and decided to go full WWE on a table. Bill's mafia I mean, on a table. Like she was, she was at like a, I don't know, like a say a holiday party. Then she started singing, and everybody was like listening to her. And she climbs up on. To her chair and then climbed up onto the table and then tried to jump on the table and it went Bill's Mafia. Mm. 
If you put a Jim all Ross back backing track, it would probably be pretty funny. Just because on the timing. On one side, right? It's amazing that she, she she's living her best life. Oh, I love the confidence. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not saying that like that. I'm saying I I love the fact anybody that's confident like that, you have to have that confidence about yourself. But there's a time and a place for a lot of things. And this is what when Kevin Hart said back in the day, people need to know a no man or a no woman. You just need it because you have people left and right telling you you can do this, you can do that. But it's like some decisions just aren't the smartest. But I love people being very confident in what their abilities are and who they are as people. I love that. I just think there needs to be a little bit of more discernment of 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 the correct decision for said of type of, of venues. I would say no, agreed. Right, you're sitting behind the Lakers bench, or maybe the yeah, I was behind the Lakers bench, right? No, maybe just Celebrity Row, right? Yeah, yeah, just on the Jack Nicholson side. At first, as she gets interviewed, she's just fawning over Carl Anthony Towns, which all good. But then when they when they go to you on the jumbotron and you just you just drop it, that just that just didn't. Again, good for her. Just not really needed in the stadium. I feel like right. We didn't need. No one needed that in Staples. Yeah, we 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 didn't. No, it's like. But people were trying to like say there were kids there. Like, you, I hate you, when people say that. Don't really, say that. Yeah, don't you know? You really don't care about your kid like that. I mean, you care about your kid, but you don't. You're just using. You don't really that, care. Yeah, you're just using that to justify your viewpoint in some in some way. But at the end of the day, it was just if anybody did that, people were trying to say just because she's a she's a bigger woman that um, if she was a skinnier actress or skinnier celebrity doing that. That there would be no outrage. Yeah, there would. It, like, who wants to come there with a shirt with the with the butt cheeks cut out? Then people try to equate it with like, hold on, Prince, Prince did the same thing. Prince did it at an award show. Uh, Lady Gaga did it on a red wet run red red carpet. There are places. Oh, we, but we just had this though. We just had the the girls at the the baseball game go topless. There was no outrage, right? What and did you hear any outrage about them flashing during the uh, yeah during the in a, during the World Series? I will right. I will I will say this. Go ahead. They were forever banned by the MLB, and sure. Lizzo was invited to like front row for the Houston Rockets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. So okay, but that's because of the FCC, like they were on TV and stuff like that. But right, Lizzo dancing was in the stadium during like a timeout, right? Possibly, two different things, possibly. But but my question wasn't my question was, wasn't the response of the teams or the or, or the league. My question was, if they, if Lizzo was smaller, if she looked like those two girls that, this has nothing to do with black or white. This has to do right. with their shape, right? Would there have been outrage like you saw on Twitter? There was zero outrage about the girls flashing, right? Uh, I. I mean, I, I I can try really hard. I don't remember seeing from your normal crowd the outrage. You'd be like, right. oh, like oh, this is this was awesome for baseball because yes, baseball is boring. It has its boring right. moments. Um, the only right, get to that later. 
I so to answer your question, I don't remember seeing that type of outrage. I will say when it comes to the display, because what you know what we're in the movement of in the past from 2018, 2019, the power of the nipple. Trying to get trying to let the female nipple be shown without censor on Twitter, Instagram. So it could be from two different standpoints what people were saying socially acceptable now because a guy can run around without a shirt on and there's no problem, but a girl takes her shirt off. Apparently it's a problem. I don't I mean, know. I love how you I love how you just you flipped that argument. That was amazing. Um, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm doing my best, doing my best to understand it all, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're actually right about that, which is interesting. But I think that's the thing. I think that was the weird thing was there was just this. Of course, there's always time and place, right? But we had just seen it in the World Series, yeah. and I do think it might have to do like, like when Lizzo put the picture of her up in the hotel of her like naked. Right. Like if that had been Kylie, if that had been Kendall Jenner, right, or Kylie, oh, there, like, yeah. I didn't agree with people being mad at like, like let her put up whatever she wants. Like on Instagram, that's like on Instagram, do whatever your, your, your private space where say if it's photo shoot esque or you're trying to go for the artistic approach on something, that's perfect. Right. I don't, I mean, I don't care. There's just, it was just a lot of, lot of, there's a lot of outrage that thank you for, st- if you're still sticking with us, we appreciate it. Now we're diving into the nuanced discussion because with all the outrage, Everybody always says it's a PC type of culture, blah, 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 blah. That's how Donald Trump gets in the office. That's the moniker that the, that was kind of being used, a political, not kind of, that was being used for political correctness. Sterling has a, has a very interesting take on a lot of things right now for this when it comes to political. Um, Sterling, let's take the floor. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, cut me off whenever you feel the need. Cause I might, uh, I'll try not to go long. This should be pretty quick. Um, we'll keep it to five minutes. No, I, we'll, keep it, we'll keep it to three minutes. Yeah, I'll try to do that. Um, I think it's really interesting as we, I think this year's gonna be crazy, right? 2020, the 2020 election, we, we saw what happened in 2016. Um, things could get really ugly, really messy. And then the division could get really bad. So I wanted to put some nuance behind who and what, Donald Trump is. And I wanted to compare him to someone that a lot of people feel was a fairly good president, mm-hmm. uh, Ronald Reagan, right? Kind of similar paths. Reagan was a politician prior uh, to getting into office, but he wasn't, he was a Hollywood actor before his days of being a politician. Sort of uh, similar to Donald Trump, right? <clears throat> uh, not similar beginnings, but but similar in that fashion, right? But they were just very, very liked by a lot of people mm-hmm. previous to them uh, kind of gaining prominence within, pol- within politics. So I'm going to run down a few things. So the slogan, I think it's really interesting too. So this is this is off of the 1980 campaign election or 19, 1980 election that Ronald Reagan ran compared to the 2016 election of Donald Trump. <clears throat> so Donald Trump's... Uh, Slogan was, of course, make America great again. Ronald Reagan's slogan in 1980 was, let's make America great again. Yeah, I remember he dro- he just dropped the let's. Just dropped the let's. That's pretty, I mean, I think most people know that, but um, the next part is kind of the interesting part about, like, taxes and what what's happened with, like, Trump's tax Essentially, his, his new like tax plan that he improved, he did in 2017, mm-hmm. 
as well as like what happened in the 1980, right? So Ronald Reagan comes in, there's all this crazy stuff from Jimmy Carter, like stagflation, and obviously the economy is not doing well, implements a huge tax cut in essentially when he assumes office in 1981, the economy booms, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he gets a ton of credit for it, which he should have, but we also, I think a lot of people, if you like look at economists and things like that, a lot of that surge was actually due to the fact that we needed time to recover from the Vietnam War, right? So, and not saying that Ronald Reagan, like some of the policies weren't really good, but it's very similar to what, like pretty much the same, the same tax cut and almost the identical tax plan that um, Donald Trump implemented in 2017, uh, 2017 was the same as Ronald Reagan, with a couple like nuances, right, where Donald Trump wants to just impact certain people in certain ways, right, which we need to get into. Um, the next part, though, is the part that I think a lot of people are going to get a little weird about, and whatever, um, is the rhetoric that both people use, right? I'm not going to like go crazy about what Trump has talked about throughout his campaign in 16, but we all know that he right. used very, very incisive and divisive rhetoric uh, in order to gain support from certain people. Correct. Well, Ronald Reagan did the same thing. Again, again, I remember Ronald Reagan was going against Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was a Southerner, obviously the incumbent Democrat at the time. So Ronald Reagan, in an effort to appease or to appeal to a lot of those Southern voters, also those voters that maybe didn't feel like they were aligned to him since he was from California and he was an actor, Right, he went with that pretty much the same approach that Donald Trump did. Right, the, the whole dog whistle thing, or you want to call it Southern politics, or whatever you want to say. But there are two slogans that like really stuck out to me, which are very similar. Just did, went after different people. Ronald Reagan's was the Cadillac driving uh, welfare queens, which is just insane. Uh, Nineteen eighty actually seems pretty normal to say out loud. Uh, but the next one is like insane. Right, it's kind of similar to what. Uh, Donald Trump said about like Hispanics being the greatest and stuff like that, but uh, said strapping young bucks buying T-bone steaks with food stamps. Obviously, mm. the, the difference, right? The only difference is at the time is Ronald Reagan is talking about Black Americans, and there's a whole other conversation about why and everything like that. Right. And then Donald Trump went after immigrants, and that's been his cause or, or call to action, if you want to use the whole dog whistle politics right. slogan, right? Right. Um, so incredibly interesting, incredibly um, – and, and the thing that I think is going to be really interesting is if it does – everything's a cycle, right, in politics. So if we're using Ronald Reagan as a cycle, you assume Donald Trump wins in 2020, but you yeah. assume that obviously the stock market crashes in 1987. So you assume, right, that something of the everything sort happens, everything goes down, right? Yeah. Now, of course, yeah, yeah, people blame different <laughs> things for what happened in, in 87. Uh, and not Reagan, but obviously what happens with George Bush. The reason George Bush is viewed, George H.W. Bush is viewed as a bad president is really because of the ending tenure of Reagan because of where our economic structure was. So, right. Reagan, uh, you had the just say no campaign under um nancy correct <laughs> I, I wasn't even going on the war on drugs we can we can go there if you want to. no no I, I wasn't but just to add more clarity on a lot of things that were pushed throughout the 
which is also very similar, right? Trump is now going after uh, opioids and things like that. Right. So it's you have uh, Melania Trump just just using the phrases from Michelle Obama, but just dropping a few words. Be better, be best using some copied speeches. And then you have Trump paralleling things that Reagan did foolproof because every Republican loves Reagan. Uh, That's the goat for them. And it's a foolproof. It's foolproof. It's a foolproof way to get to 2020. And then you have on top of everything. I think this is the biggest kicker because it's like the media thinks like, oh, oh, we got him. Oh, we we got him here. We just got we got this new thing from somebody that we're going to drop at 830 breaking news story uh, that's going to really get Trump. And at the end of the day, because of how much has been just talked 24 seven in the news cycle, mm-hmm. I try to keep up with the news as best as possible. But when it's just spit at you left and right and it's just constant, I think his name is 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 said from. Six, it's literally said from 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. all the way to 12 at night. Oh, and yeah. You're, and for the past three years, you're doing that every single day. For the casual observer, is just going to be completely wiped out and just be like, you know what? It doesn't matter what I hear at this point. I've heard enough. I don't really care because I, right. I, I gave too much to care. And now I need my energy and my time back because it's been taken. And then you, by doing that so much, it's made it so easy for him to just flip the narrative of saying that it's a witch hunt, which you could believe if you just a if you depending on where you get your news from, and two, if you did see somebody just twenty four seven being berated and and come down and and every little move talked about on the news by every outlet, um, you would jump on board with that crew, and. So he, he's positioned himself very well, even with the impeachment coming, because we all know how impeachment's going to go. Yeah, the vote mm. will go through, but then it goes to the Senate and it's going to get shot right back down. Then he's going to come back through for election. And then, like Sterling said, with how div- divisive a lot of the rhetoric, rhetoric has been, it's going to be a very interesting election, not from the candidate standpoint, but from just us as people and how we interact. Because before... Doesn't I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a moderate. You could actually have dialogue. Uh, you know what? I disagree with what you're saying, but I can see your point. But I'm still not going. I'm not going to rock with it. But I can see your point. Now, mm-hmm. you're just either so far left or so far right. You can't be in the middle. I I think this is a power. Sorry, had a little had a little Bert come in. Had a little chicken and rice earlier. Good chicken and rice cooked by Chef Mac. I could throw that out. Uh, that whatever recipe out there but i think this is a perfect time for a moderate just to step up and be like hey look look at what i got i like money i like being socially responsible i like you be i like making sure we all got what we what we want and we can go in a positive direction i think it's perfect time for that because you have so many ideas that are just so so far fetched, and you're just like I I don't re- I, I don't agree with all that over here, but uh, it's the only place that I can be. That's what a lot of people feel like. So in turn, you just you stick with it. Um, yeah. So like the media has he's been able to flip the media uh, in his favor, and the media continues to just fall into his game when like 
it's very easy to cover Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. You just talk about what he's actually done or what he, if you just kept it, if they, if they just kept it objective, that's all people care about. Be like, Hey, his policy, it, it did help out internationally. So now we have a better deal with China. Let's just, that's the biggest thing that's going on. Cause you have the, the finalized mm -hmm. deal and say, this is what it's going to do. This is what it's expected. Uh, and, or, and this is where we're currently standing. Boom, boom, bam, you move on. And so if you just talked about what he did or what, what the, what his administration has been doing, people can make the judgment for themselves. Like, you know what? He did say he's supposed to do all this and I haven't seen that come across, but instead you just have constant 24 seven. And then you, mm -hmm. then you, then you drop that like, Oh, he didn't keep a promise with somebody or that he was trying to say, but by this time people don't care because you've said so much already. And now right. you're like, it, it is what it you is. can't really, you can't really it's highlight negative. all the things that they have, everything that he's done from a actual presidential standpoint. Right. I'm not saying about him being presidential. Right. That's right. It's not, he's not, that, that doesn't happen, but because people don't just highlight like exactly what is in his tax bill or exactly why he defunded this program or that program. Right. Like, right. No one knows about it. All people know is like he talked to Ukraine. Right. Right. It, Which exactly. we should know, but you can't, right. I can't talk about it. Every day. Right. But then it doesn't have the impact of, and we can get to right. the impeachment and it doesn't have the impact of what the news should be for, regardless of how you, you, you stand or where you, support you know affiliation wise it doesn't matter um it it downplays the significance of when major news happens because you've used so much of your time on the airwaves to try and um bring somebody down at his own game like, like but buddy was running his own tv show i don't really know how all the ratings were but he knows the game and he's been playing everybody like a fiddle you know, there's, oh, two, yeah. there's two marketing classes I would take. Chris Jenner's marketing, because that woman knows how to do it. And <laughs> two, spin class 101 by Donald J. Trump, because that man has done it. Regardless how you want to look at it, he has spun everything to his favor. So when you throw facts out, you're just like, I don't even care. I don't care about these facts. Because why? Y'all were coming after him for all this time, and he said this, so I believe that. I don't care what you're <laughs> saying to me. I would take those two classes in a heartbeat, and I would probably not be recording in a basement right now. <laughs> I'd be coming at you live from the penthouse, the penthouse basement, not the ground floor basement, penthouse basement. Those are two things, two classes I wish I could take. Because they I mean, it's all true. They've done it's the so game. True. They've done yeah. the game. And we all know what's going to happen. I don't know. Did you watch SNL this past weekend? I know you're at a wedding, but I don't know if you were able to catch it because it's West Coast. Uh, no, I didn't. So if you all get a chance, it's pretty funny. Plug Saturday Night Live. Uh, it was the opening like skits or whatever. And they were going over like three families talking to show the different perspective of America. So you had the conservative family. I don't even know what the dim that don't, I don't even I'm just liberal. So that was super liberal <laughs> and then a black family. And of course, with the black family, we know stuff isn't really going to be changing for us because everybody this is, I have a point after this also, because I've been wanting to say this for a while. 
But yeah, it's like we just talk about whatever because at the end of the day, stuff really doesn't always change for us. So we just we accept the fact we move on. We talk about what's what what's affecting us or what we think what, what's hot in our streets. So it was it was pretty funny. So Keenan obviously was had the head of the, the black household and it was mm-hmm. it was a really good sketch. So if you if you check it out. Um but that brings me to a point I've always wanted to make. And you know how like people are like yeah, you know, you know, I don't really think racism is is there anymore or I don't you know, I don't I don't treat anybody different. So I you know, I don't think anybody else is treats people like maybe treat a little bad but oh all in all there's, i don't think there's really like racism out there but then it's like every four years you see the same thing and we've been actually you've been seeing it for the past three you got what can we do for the black community what can we do for the hispanic community i need to do more outreach for my campaign to reach out to the the asian community if you literally have politicians every four years or whenever your local uh Government elections are happening saying, you know, we're not polling well with the black community. What is that saying to you? Literally, it is saying that this community has different experiences and doesn't get treated the same way as other communities. So we need to do what we can to help that community out. So I'm going to campaign to them to a, get them dollars and get that support so that I could then, quote unquote, do bills or do stuff to make that community come up. You know what it should be? It should be I'm campaigning to the middle class. I'm campaigning to the lower class. I'm campaigning to the upper class or the upper middle, because that means everybody is in the same boat. We're not talking about black people, white people, Latinos, Asians. We're talking about everybody in that umbrella. So then I'm talking to them. But but no, 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 racism is gone. Everybody's being treated fairly. But uh, yeah, I will listen to a campaign speech about how we need to bring the black community up every four years. It makes no sense to me. And I'm like, it's it's right there in our faces every four years. It's so frustrating. It's like if if it was where everybody says it should be. It should be. I'm campaigning to the middle class, black people, white people, everybody of all races. This is what I can do to help you get your money up. We can get this bag together, but that's not the case. And it's, it sits in our face every single, every four years. And it frustrates, mm. it frustrates me so much. I, I, mm. I had to, sorry, I had to go on a, had to go on a three minute. That was no, it's, it's, it's absolutely true, man. It's it's uh it's kind of crazy. Like the what's his name, Budigag or how you say his name? Is that correct? Pete Budigis. Budigis, there. Budigis. It's like Budigis. him, right? Like because everything that happened with him and like the police department. So like every everything, every article I ever read is like, well, how is he going to pull to Black Americans? It's like, like I no, mean, he's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he should be. How is he going to pull to the lower class? Because the lower class isn't really feeling about Pete Buttigieg's back. Let's let's do it how it really should be. The headline should read, how does Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg connect with the lower class? And then you can have your debates on, you know what? I don't think he will because I've never seen Buttigieg struggle or come up through such and such. I don't, I'm just, I don't know his full background, so I'll just take mm-hmm. it for what the example is. But like, I don't think he can poll well because... 
He's always come up in a middle class lifestyle. Where did the hardships come in for Pete? And so that is, I think, is going to be his biggest struggle to connect with that class. You know what? No, I think he's done a lot because in school, he came up doing a lot of lot of community work. He's done a lot of outreach. I think he can connect. And I think he does understand that in scene is the conversation that in 2020 is where American politics should be at. And it isn't. And that is a very sad Two shows that we're lacking behind in a lot of years when it comes to first world countries in Europe. And three, I ain't buying it from nobody. That's just that I just had to throw it in for myself because that is what it is. I don't know, it's all facts, man. That was that was actually uh, that was a good rant. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's been sitting on my heart, Sterling. I ain't, I ain't going live. If I could come up to the pulpit, I would do. I would. I just sit down. With that was like you're in a black church in like 1950s, sweating. It's hot. No way. See. You got all the pay. You can see all the paper fans out in the congregation, just just waving. <laughs> Pastor comes up. Y'all don't hear me now. I want to tell you something, congregation. Y'all y'all don't hear me. And if the pastor gets that one, amen. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that. Mm. Did you? Uh... Did you see we'll make the transition into do you want to finish out anything? What else do you have to say about uh for the 2020? No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm good there. I'm good. No, that was a that was a really I I learned something today um about the comparison. It's that's some some stuff I didn't know. Um I don't know if you saw well before we go to sports and finish out the last like 20 or so minutes. Did you see the <laughs> I think it was the Washington New York Times article about the comparisons of churches, comparisons of churches from the Roman Catholic Church to the black Protestant church and the timings of sermons. Absolutely hilarious. I did see this. What uh, what was the Catholic Church? So this article was about, yeah, uh, the timing of sermons amongst churches and it said that astronomically, basically, <laughs> black Protestant churches blow everybody else out of the water for having the longest sermons. And an excerpt from the article reads accordingly. According to the Pew, the median length of sermons was 37 minutes, uh, was 37 minutes in total for all churches. Catholic sermons were the shortest at a median of just 14 minutes compared with 25 minutes for sermons in mainline Protestant congregations and 39 minutes in evangelical Protestant congregations. Historically, black Protestant churches had by far the longest sermons at a median of 54 minutes. An hour. <laughs> we already knew this, though. How are they how are they timing it? Is that like when when the choir gets up, like when the preacher actually sits down? Because you know some preachers like they they never sit, right? I they thought start about singing. That. I did. Now I, I I wanted to. I don't know how they categorize that, uh, and and catalog catalog that because like yeah, if you've never been um to a different church, uh, 
you know, a person, people of color, church, black church, Hispanic church, anything. Everybody's everybody. You know, we, we come down, get different, get down differently when it comes to how we like to praise the Lord. Um, so I went, you know, been to Catholic sermons and it's like just roll right into the daily sermon. And it kind of just it's real slick on you. You know, you think you, you would assume that you're just reading from the scripture with, but then you hear some infused words of just enlightenment or what you need to be doing. Uh, and then you're like, oh no, this is definitely the sermon. And then it's done. And then you're just hit with the offering. And you're always hit with the offering after. That's one thing that I've always seen. Offering always comes after that sermon. Hit you right here. Then they hit you in the pockets. Yeah. And then you go to, you know, if you want to come to a Methodist church, that's because we are, we are Methodist. Uh, you have the, the you have the hymn that sets up everybody. I think pretty. I think they had. I think Catholics had that too. I think. Uh, I think they do. Met, I think Baptists have the hymn that sets up as well. Hymn that's mm-hmm. going to set up the sermon, and then you get right on into it. But it all depends on how the congregation reacts because if the congregation gives an amen, and mm, well, you're gonna be there for a minute. Got to bring those peppermints to keep you keep you lively and spirited. But I just thought that was a funny article because it's like that's oh. we've we've always known this. Absolutely you, hilarious. You didn't. They said it was very. It was like one of the most ex- intensive things they've ever had to do to try to um, get this study done. And it's it's like good job, but you just telling us we already knew and water. Stuff we, water. Yeah, stuff we already knew. Yeah, we knew water was wet. So, uh, in the sports world. Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, LeBron, 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 Lakers, Genie Bus looking fantastic with the decisions organizationally. Western Conference, mm, Golden State, Spurs looking like top five picks. Eastern Conference, Hawks looking rough. Baseball, will relegation come to the MLB and MLB rules changes? Sterling, where do you want to start out with? Um, start off in the NFL. We start off with uh, looking at playoff teams. Okay, let's look at some playoff teams. Um, let's um, if you were to look at the playoff teams today, which teams would you say? Give me, give me your two teams that you're just like, nah, they're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, so right now, right now, just just make sure right we're on the same page. Ravens number one seed, Patriots number two seed, three seed are the Chiefs, four seed are the Texans, five seed are the Bills, six seed are the Steelers in the AFC. In the NFC, you got the Seahawks at number one, the Packers with a weird 11 and three at number two, uh, the Saints at 10 and three. That was prior to last night. Uh, so obviously they're 11 and three. Um, the Cowboys at seven and seven. The, um, Niners at eleven and three, and the Vikings at ten and four. And that's pretty much set. The NFC is pretty much set outside yeah. of the Cowboys, right? If yeah. whatever, whoever wins this weekend, exactly. Whoever wins this weekend is going to win the god awful NFC East. Just please, get the, I want the Cowboys to win because why need my dog Byron Jones to ball out? Contract, baby. Get my man paid out here. Get these dubs so Jerry Jones is happy and he doesn't get those cramp, doesn't get a cramp in his hand like he like he says he doesn't for when he wants to sign checks. But then you you look at it again and you're like, can the Cowboys really do it? 
Just offensively. They're actually a really they're actually a really, really good team. You they just, are. Jason Garrett's just terrible. And I mean, I agree with what Troy. I mean, because Troy was going off during the uh what home game did they have? Was it was it Thanksgiving where he was just like, I don't the Bills? Like, yeah, like no coach on this team deserves to have be have the interim title as head coach. He's just right. you know saying it straight up. Um, but yeah, it I can see the Cowboys missing, and then that'll be the end of the Jason Garrett era. I think Cowboys fans probably don't want to make it just because they want to get rid of Jason Garrett, or he could be gone regardless, only unless they make a Super Bowl run. But the crazy thing is, like, if they play like they did Sunday against the Rams, they could – why couldn't they make a run? True, but here's the thing about the Rams. that Them beating the Rams the way they did the other night wasn't like beating the Rams last year in the same fashion because – Agreed. I don't know why it could just be sophomore slumps all around like Baker's having for his sophomore year, Sean McVay for his sophomore year, but being figured out and that offense before being predicated off of Gurley. And then you could either do play action and still swing it to him. We don't know health wise what they will. I don't won't really ever be released. I don't think officially, but uh They've been figured out, and this—they're just not the same team. So that—that—that that, that win doesn't doesn't hit as hard for me. No, I'm with you. I totally agree. Right? It's not the same. But then that team had been playing better and had an outside shot of like getting into the playoffs. I think it's um, yeah. Okay. So let's okay. Give me your give me your three teams on each side that you're like right now. They're not they're not getting in. And I say getting in like they're not making the Super Bowl. Okay, Super Bowl. Uh, definitely from the NFC, definitely the Packers, um, Saints, and oh. Cowboys or Eagles, regardless. Wow. Why the Saints? Uh, it was that stretch. They were winning, but I've had Alvin Kamara all, all year on my team. Last this I mean, has to do with this has to do with your fantasy team, not their actual team. No, no, no. It it, it does. This this correlation here. So by watching the trends of how they've used Camara, either he's been kind of nursing this injury and in, in, you know just trying to play through it for as best as he can. He hasn't scored a tutty for a few weeks now. And yeah, the passing has has been through the roof, obviously for Drew Brees. But it's right. playing when you're trying to break the record. Versus, all right, now we need to buckle down and we we ain't just going to be out here just slaying it like that. If they do keep that mentality, that'd be awesome. Then I think they do have a good chance. And I'm not just hating because I'm a Falcons fan. There's just something with the offense that uh, I don't see taking them all the way to the Super Bowl. And for them to get to the Super Bowl, they need to play in New Orleans the entire time. Because playing in New Orleans, that place is tough. The coming in the Superdome is is unreal tough but uh on the road I, I mean yeah they've only lost three games but they're they're just a different team my locks 49ers defense is real kyle shanahan's offense is real regardless of who the quarterback is but jimmy g's being who jimmy g's being paid to do and and representing representing that check and looking very very good and then with the seahawks just low-key um i think they're not going to miss a beat with josh gordon being out and Russell Wilson, whenever he gets out of the pocket, I mean, I, 
if there's two minutes and they're down by three, he's either he's getting you seven. Like he's he's just that he's been, he's been great. He's been great. And from the AF- I, I hate to admit it. Yeah, he's 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 that dude. Um, and from the AFC, I really want to see what happens when the Bills play the Pats before I run to make that decision. But Baltimore, um, Tennessee could be a sleeper here. I know there's two games left, depending on where the bye weeks are, or one game left. Um, two games left. No, if they sneak in, I mean, they, they lost, obviously, right over the weekend to the Texans, but I don't think they can still. Can they? Or are they done? I don't think they can. I they're think done? They're, I don't, they're not done. They just need a lot of help. Yeah, they need to help. Um, oh, okay, so the Steelers right now win the tiebreaker over Tennessee based on winning percentage in conference games. There you go. Okay, so I think Tennessee might be able to sneak their way in. I just I don't I don't know how the Bills are Bills Bills are my big sleeper team because they're not going to have home field advantage, but they travel very well, so you know they're going to be represented by the fan base. Their defense is raw, and Josh Allen just runs and then makes gutsy plays. I'm I'm not sold on him as a quarterback yet. Obviously, still project year two, but year three, whatever. Year three. Year two. Year two. Uh, but the Bills are good. Bills are Bills are legit, and uh, yeah, but it's gonna be most likely. Like it, how it's already lined up, Baltimore, New England, Kansas City. But I, I do want to see what this Bills game is going to be like. But what's your three? Or yeah, I'll, I'll go back to the. I'll, I can stay with the AFC for a second. I mean, I think I'm going to say this. I, as as good as Lamar has been, I'm sure the Chiefs and the Patriots have just been scheming of like how do we stop him when we get to the playoffs. I still think he's got to make some big throws at the big time moments in the cold. And, like, can he do that? I, I, I think it's still – listen, I'm not trying to take anything away. Like, he's been absolutely unbelievable. I just I just think you have to see it, right, against those type of defenses and against people that are scheming against you. Um, I, I actually do like the Bills. I just don't like Josh Allen to the same point about Lamar Jackson. Like, and he's way less accurate. Like, he's just, he's just not accurate enough throughout the game for me to, like, win a playoff game, especially on the road. Right. So the um, – yeah, my bad. My bad. My fault. No, you're good. I think I'm going to say this kind of weirdly. I think Patrick Mahomes is getting healthy and that team's getting better. I just still don't trust that defense, but it's crazy that none of us really want to pick the Patriots, but I know we all know deep down like we should pick the Patriots. Yeah. So the only thing with the Patriots, because I'm up here in Pat's land, so I, I'm watching it every week. Their defense, yes, is raw. There are areas where they can be exposed, though, depending on how the game is going. Not even getting it. There are areas where they can be exposed. Uh, yeah. If the Pats don't out try and do the outsmart thing, yeah, they're 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 a team to just be reckoned with because it's it's it'll be old Pats. Because the biggest problem is is trying to figure out the passing lanes and you know trying to get people open for Brady instead of just using what they have in Sony Michelle like last week. You know, you ripped off run. It's the Bengals, yes. They were right. down. They were down a point though uh, at a period of time. But use what you have to your advantage. Sanu, I think, is one of the best possession receivers in the game. You have Nikhil Harry, that's going to be. But uh, he's turning on as a as a rookie. 
he's trying to kind of starting to hit his stride in connection with Brady. Uh, Dorsett, good receiver, good veteran receiver, Jacoby Myers, speedy receiver. So, like, use what you have. Don't say what you don't have. Take advantage of it. Play to your strengths. And if you do that, get so many touches instead of, like, having him sit on the bench. The pass could be – they could be serious. Um, but they're still – I mean, at 11-3, and three, trying to figure out their offense because um, they've been frustrated with that all year. But I'm with you on that. And then uh, NFC-wise, like, yeah, I mean – the teams I would just cut out right now are the Vikings, Packers. I would actually cut out the Niners, and here's why. Mm. Mm, hot take alert. That defense travels, totally does, and I know my San Francisco friends are going to hate me right now. Um, there's two people, and you saw it in the Falcons game. And let's I, I hate to use this. I know I was saying some really outlandish stuff over text messages because the Falcons won. I was. Mm-hmm. I, I don't apologize for it. You got to do it. Rep the ATL. But what did we see again that happened in a big game, right, is – and if you really think about it, if Kyle if, – if, if Kyle Shanahan doesn't devise that play on fourth down against the Saints, they have four straight losses, right? Think about it like that. Right, we probably look at this team differently, and I'm not saying Jimmy G's played poorly. He played great in the Saints game, right? He played okay in the, the Ravens game, and obviously wasn't wasn't to his his probably best in the Falcons game until he made some throws late. Um, I just I still don't trust Kyle Shanahan doing the right. He is he is a, an amazing schemer, right? Yeah, but. But when it comes time for him to like run the ball and do the right things to to just win a win a football game, and of course we can take it back to twenty eight to three. Yeah. I don't think he's still there yet. And for whatever reason, I think he's I think he's just like a football kind of savant and feels like he can kind of get away with certain things instead of just getting those three yards and getting those five yards when he needs it. Right. And I think he and I think because of that, Jimmy G is going to make a mistake at some point. That I, I just so I just can't trust him. So you're saying you're saying he needs a Nick Saban in his ear to make mm-hmm. sure you're running the ball instead of being all cutesy. Oh yeah, being all yeah. artsy fartsy. That's a that's a that's a good take on that one. Not gonna not gonna lie because I I wasn't thinking about that. Um, wasn't able to watch that game last week. But think about it. If a team takes Kittle out, man, like. I get it. Emmanuel Sanders has been great. Devo Samuel, shout out South Carolina. He's been great. But, like, if you take Kittle away from that offense, that is a completely different offense. I disagree. Right? I disagree. You take use check out of that offense, completely different offense. You saw when he got hurt week four-ish, somewhere around there. This the, Their offense is predicated off of their fullback, being able to make the right blocks with Tevin Coleman, mm-hmm. Mostert. Uh, Breda can can get the right read and make the right cut um, or leaking him out the backfield for those, you know, crucial three yards, maybe four yards, but Kittle going down. Yes. Big, but replaceable. And then with Debo Samuel coming on, um, you get Emmanuel Sanders. They're harder to cover out on the outside. So that'll still open up the tight end, but you can't replace. I'm not trying to knock Kittle's Kittle's talent. Can't, you can't replace that talent, but easier to replace him than to replace Usechek, who makes everything flow, especially being as an extra extra blocker and reliable hands out the backfield. Because let's I heard you saying 
I just think if you take I'm, if you're I'm, able to take Kittle out of the game, it's just, I just think it's I think Jimmy G plays different, right? And you saw it when he was out those two weeks. There's just not not there's not a safety blanket out there that's a six five dude that runs a four five. It's just not there. I agree. I, I don't disagree. I'm not fully agreeing. I think if like Travis Kelsey goes out for the Chiefs or you have Ertz go out for Carson Wentz, I think they they play more affected with them being out. But I I think that offense can still run well with Kittle being out. That's just me though. Oh okay. I'm just saying. Okay. That's the that's the OJ Simpson sign off on Twitter. He dropped some I don't know gym. why. He dropped some gems. From, um, a, from a football we're not giving, we're not giving OJ Simpson From a football perspective, obviously OJ dropped some good gems when it comes to fantasy and just, just giving your talk on what teams need to be doing. Can't deny the fact the man ran for two thousand yards in fourteen games. That, that can't be taken away. Yes, it can. Stats a stat. I'm not talking about what happened externally. I'm just talking about on the field and the knowledge to the field. Yeah, drop some gym sometimes for what he's for what he does say. Not supporting anything else outside of that. I'm just talking strictly about football. Um, yeah, it is. I don't know if I'm feeling your Lamar kind of stopping him. I don't think this is the year that can happen. It took how many years? You don't think so? How many years did it take to, for them to figure out Mike? And they still really didn't figure out Mike. They just realized, just really man up on everybody on the outside. Doesn't matter if Mike runs out, runs out the box. But if you cover these receivers, you're fine. Well, we had Peerless Price, Brian Finneran, Algie Crumpler. Algie Crumpler was our leading wide receiver at tight end. Couldn't stop our running game, though. TJ Duckett work done. But I don't know if it's the same way to try and stop Lamar because you're running with the wish, wishbone-ish, whatever, pistol, and you have the three tight end set and uh, Mark Ingram. But here's my thing, though. like he Full blast. Again, he's been great. Again, I like I just said Mark Andrews because they use the tight end so well, but they because they run this gate, to your point, right, they run the wishbone, they run this power offense to allow Lamar to do what he does best, which is just be elusive and just be this. He's an unbelievable athlete, right? But when, when a team starts to take away some of these – these seam routes and these out routes and some of this underneath stuff. Not that he can't throw the deep ball, but how good are those receivers on the outside going to be? And how great is his decision making going to be in some of these, just in a big time moment in the big time playoff game against a defense that he probably hasn't seen before. That's my thing. I'm just going to say big trust. We bout that. You want come see me because we bout that big trust. Lamar Jackson. MVP of the league. If you don't believe it, come talk to me because I'll tell you because we bout that big trust. Thank you, Mark Ingram. You're Appreciate welcome. that. You're welcome. Uh, in the last three minutes, NBA, Lakers, 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 Lakers. Are you surprised? I'm um, shocked. I'm shocked they played so well. Um, Lakers they have good, to still figure out. West bad. Lakers good, West bad. I don't think the West is bad. I think the East is maybe a little bit more balanced than we thought it was going to be. Um, the 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 bottom of the East. I mean, the Warriors are bad, but like the bottom of the East is bad, though. Yeah, the bottom of the honest. East. Bottom of the East is trash. Straight, but, straight trash. 
No, the Lakers are cra- it's it's been I think the defense is what's been crazy and, and I think it's just also you see Anthony Davis who might be defensive player of the year and then LeBron is engaged defensively. So you just you get those two things and it's it's scary, you know. Um and they're just playing big. They're 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 playing bully ball against a lot of teams. I still feel like they need a consistent guy. Danny Green's been awesome and He's probably LeBron's probably never played with a guy like that, right? That's like a a true guy that can just like take the pressure off of him. To, I'm not nothing against Dwayne Wade, right? But can take the pressure against against like the, a bigger defender, a, a bigger offensive player like a Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. But then can also like step out and give him that space by hitting threes, right? That's something that um, that Dwayne Wade just wasn't great at throughout throughout his career, his all time career. So. Yeah, it's super interesting to see him with this team. I still feel like Kuzma's a really bad fit. I hate to say that. I think Kuzma's a really good, but I just don't see how he can play crunch time minutes for this team. Uh, I'm completely with you on that one. I mean, Kuz is, is picking up the garbage time minutes, you know, for lack of better words. He, he wasn't out there for the last, you know, blowout wins in the last, you know, four or eight minutes of a game. So, uh, no, I, I, I'm with you where everything is you said right there. Here is something uh, that you're only hearing here, and I, I, I got a gut feeling about this. If the Lakers win the championship in the fashion that they're winning it, um, LeBron will retire. No, I think he time. plays until his. I bet. I think he plays until his son comes in the NBA. I don't know. I don't know because. Here's like what left LeBron's about proving people wrong. And there is revenge. Yeah. Like, you know, he makes the Phantom Revenge Tour. What does LeBron have to prove to anybody after this? In my opinion, after if he wins the championship with the Lakers having three losses at the moment, 24 and three, and you go on and you win the ship. This is your third championship with your third different team. There's nothing left for him to prove. And he loves his family. I think that he'll try and do what he can to see, you know, he obviously affects, you know, he loves to, wants to see Bronny play and see his kids come up and, and, and do the normal dad thing, even though, you know, he's not, he's an extraordinary human being. He's not the nor- a normal parent. I think if they win in a big fashion this year lebron's gonna have a shock retirement and you heard that here first on to the max we appreciate everybody listening y'all keep staying up with us we got some good stuff rocking through for the new year we appreciate everybody this is to the max y'all have this